All right, you lovely lot. How are you doing? Thanks for joining me for episode 46 of Near Perfect Pitch. Lots to share with you. Uh, I'll start off by telling you what you can hear uh, with regards to new releases this week. Uh, some new stuff from uh, She Drew the Gun. Um, there's going to be something uh, relatively new from Space Echo. Uh, that's uh, Dean Garcia and uh, Rose Berlin. That is uh, his daughter. We've also got uh, something new from uh, X in Spiral Carpets frontman uh, Tom Hingley. A wonderful new track called Nobody Said. Uh, in terms of features, well, we've got the usual stuff, haven't we? We've got uh, the obligatory fall oh, track, we've got uh, Tinto Web Time, we have the Essential Wax feature of the week, which is, uh, in this instalment, uh, the Wooden Tops Giant from 1986. We've got our weekly peel, and uh, I must inform you that this episode is categorically brought to you by Simon Mason, Hightown Pirates, and the Jammy Dodger. So uh, that uh, gives you a clue as to who the interviewer is uh, this week. It's Simon Mason. Uh, Simon's been on the programme before, one of only two guests to have been on twice, the other being uh, Pat Fish, uh, a.k.a. the Jazz Butcher. Great to talk to Simon. I've actually just got off the phone with him, uh, recorded it uh, just moments ago. And uh, he goes through the album track by track by track. It really is a nice, uh, uh, a nice way to, uh, well, not just see into the, the, the actual insight behind the record, but he goes into other detail that I think really leaves you in no doubt as to the actual sentiment behind this record. It is a record of hope. It is a record that uh, brings everybody together, and it needs to be heard by much, much more. So uh, do, as I always ask you, share everything I play, share the programme, share the joy of, uh, of uh, Near Perfect Pitch, the hope of Hightown Pirates with anybody who you deem worthy or has the capability to appreciate the nuances that we deliver on a weekly basis. Talking crap, aren't I, really? Anyway, you get the drift. So, um, also, you can get uh, your ears around some apartments, some Verb, some JJ72, some James, some Beloved, uh, some Talk Talk, some Jesus and Mary Chain is going to kick things off in just a moment. And uh, if you want to hear something, as a reminder, nearperfectpitch at gmail.com is the email by which to get in touch with me. Nearperfectpitch.com is the portal that has all the links to all the listening uh, avenues, the iTunes, the Google Plays, the Podbeans, and the tune-ins of the world, as promised. The Jesus and Mary chain.
depending on uh, where you bought the record and when you bought the record, um, I should explain. Anyway, it was the third single of uh, their only LP, Famous First Words, and uh, a song entitled New Year's Day. Now, they started off as Brother, then they ended up as Viva Brother, uh, and then they uh, recorded a second album, and then they were dropped. That's essentially the long and the short of uh, the life uh, and times of Brother, a.k.a. Viva Brother. And I am under the impression now that they are operating under the guise of uh, Love Life, although I could be wrong, been known to. Uh, and we kick things off uh, from the sixth of seven LPs uh, from uh, Monkey, released on Sub Pop Records in 1998, the Jesus and Mary Chain lead track off the LP, I Love Rock and Roll. This record is mixed by uh, the legendary Alan Mulder, and uh, Hope Sandoval, um, Jim uh, Jim Reed's girlfriend at the time, is uh, contributing to some of the backing vocals. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Um, next, we're going to hear something by uh, Black Rivers. Black Rivers are Jez and Andy Williams, uh, the two brothers uh, from Dubs, in addition to Jimmy Goodwin, who make up Dubs. Um, they have not been releasing records as Dubs since 2009. They've took a hiatus, which has been uh, quite a lengthy one, whereby Black Rivers have released their self-titled debut um, in 2014. You can hear a song off that uh, momentarily. And uh, Jimmy has uh, released uh, one solo record. And uh, I could never pronounce it, Aldenkirk or something like that. Anyway, you get the drift. And immediately following the Black Rivers track, you can expect to hear some Spectrum. Yeah. 
Soul Kiss Glide Divine from 1992. That is Spectrum with I Love You to the Moon and Back. And Spectrum is fronted by ex Spaceman 3, frontman himself, Peter Kember, aka Sonic Boom. And this came out on Silvertone Records all that while ago and was preceded by The Forest by Black Rivers. Uh, the Williams Brothers uh, from Doves from their self-titled debut and only record to date uh, The Forest and before that we heard uh, Brother preceded by the Jesus and Mary Chain getting uh, episode 46 well and truly underway coming up next we're going to go to Liverpool Um, there's a new act ish and by that I mean not brand spanking but new enough Uh, she drew the gun and I'm hoping to get uh, uh, Louisa on the programme in the next couple of weeks I've had a couple of uh, emails back and forth with her Uh, the album uh, you can snag from shedrewthegun.com if you want to uh, see what else is available go to uh, shedrewthegun.bandcamp.com what we're going to hear next is uh, a tune off uh, the, the debut long player entitled Since You Are Not Mine and I think we'll follow that up with uh, this week's obligatory for our track. Time refused to pass Though sand filled up the glass Each grain became the last Suggestion of our past The sun refused to shine And no birds sang through the night the songs were out of time Since you were not mine Since you were not mine Well tell me I'm just dreaming Why you wake me up You wake me up well, tell me I'm just dreaming Why you wake me up You wake me up well, tell me
Patious, wet dog, owner of dog, slow-witted dog, owner, owner of dirty dog, saving back on tunnel, euro three on civil, civil liberation for dogs, society, secret society, inevitable nightmare of grip dog, pet dog, street bullshit dog, shit, uh, baby bit, ass lick dog, mirror, dead tiger shot, and checked out by dog, big T-chest fucker dog, black collar sends East German refugee, back switch and crap pathetic, of earth like lousy dog, role model for infidel dog house, continent, mouth, citadel, dog eye mirror, hypnotic spirit displayed by the learned, locked from dog, unpressed and over nervous delicate dog, detracts life from indiscrepant non-dog lover, dog pet dog, come home to you, come home or talk shit to you, dog the pet owner, owner, blistered hanging there, death dog, Plato of the human example and copier, dog master, pet mourner, dog in
That's the beloved from their second LP, Happiness, on Warner Brother Records, that came out in 1990. Uh, the second of five LPs. And uh, this particular single was the fifth of six singles pulled off this record. Yes, count them six. Uh, Dog is Life slash Jerusalem uh, by the fall of the wonderful uh, LP. I Am Curious, Orange, released on Beggar's Banquet Records in 1988. That constitutes this week's obligatory fall oh, track. We're up to date in terms of you knowing what has been played thus far. Stay tuned for an interview with Simon Mason, um, the genius behind uh, Hightown Pirates. Uh, he goes through the, al- uh, the album in its entirety, track by track, sharing uh, all the, uh, all the uh, whys and wherefores and uh, how all the tracks came to light. Uh, very, very interesting stuff and a quite wonderful record that I'll be playing three songs from later on. You can also uh, hear during the course of the next couple of hours, you can hear some rigs. We've got our uh, cover me feature. We've got uh, uh, Beach House doing our uh, cover version of the week this week. Our essential wax LP of the week is Giant from 1986 by the mighty, mighty The Wooden Tops, uh, fronted by Rolo McGinty. Uh, some Space Echo. A dedication for, for Pat Fish uh, uh, of the Jazz Butcher. The Jazz Butcher going to be playing some apartments for him, and uh, possibly also uh, some uh, some new stuff uh, from from a couple of things I've got in reserve. I'll see how things go. Uh, we've also got. Uh, some uh, material by the Delgados and that Petrol Emotion lined up as I do from Talk Talk, the specials and Badly Drawn Boy. Who wants to hear a song, a teaser song for Tom Hingley, X in Spiral Carpets, Frontman's next record? Conceivably, I think, his seventh solo LP. Anyway, here's a track that uh, I got from Tom yesterday entitled Nobody Said. Nobody told me where to run Told me the race had just been run Nobody said the song just can't be sung Nobody said your face just don't belong Told me my life was in trouble Nobody said our love would be so wrong Nobody said it wasn't fun That love can sometimes come undone Nobody said what's done can be undone Nobody said that love would come along So sad you know that I'm sorry Nobody said our love was going wrong Tell me I'm in a story I'm nothing 
Stephen Jones, a.k.a. Baby Bird, from his sixth LP. And uh, I'll get into uh, how prolific Stephen Jones has been uh, during the course of his career uh, after I uh, tell you a little bit more. So that's from the sixth LP uh, from 1996, uh, and uh, said LP was entitled Ugly Beautiful, and that came out on Echo Records via Atlantic uh, Warner Brothers uh, in North America. Uh, before we heard the Baby Bird song, we heard the latest uh, fruits from Tom Hingley, who used to be the frontman of Inspiral Carpets and has uh, a huge body of work as a solo recorder artist and uh, that is a quite beautiful song and I'm hoping to talk to Tom in the coming weeks about uh, his next uh, and forthcoming record so uh, do stay tuned as I hope you do anyway um, so let's get back to Baby Bird shall we Baby Bird Stephen Jones is the chap's name and uh, in two years uh, specifically 95 and 96 he recorded six albums count them six and he'd record them in his bedroom essentially a one-man show, uh, got together a touring band, uh, and then in a second iteration, he released uh, quite a quite a few records between '98 and uh, uh, 2010, uh, and then of late he's released eight records, all self-titled, sorry, all self-released rather, on uh, on his own label. Uh, he's released eight records since 2015. He uh, he doesn't uh, muck about, uh, does uh, does Stephen? Anyway, that's uh, probably uh, one of the the more well-known tracks. Ugly Beautiful did do rather well. Uh, I, I must admit, I did stop buying Baby Bird records after about the 10th LP. Uh, not to say I won't revisit uh, some of the newer works. It's just a matter of finance and uh, just, you know, music is just a perpetual game of trying to uh, trying to keep up, isn't it, really? Anyway, so that's, uh, that's Baby Bird. Uh, coming up next, some JJ72. Short sleeves and warm skin Losing coins, calling next of kin Dropping words about the city we're in Pawns compressed by heavy air Us without catches sprawling
just come to earth one day And he went to see the Pope He said, where's the grooviest place on earth? Where can I score some dope? Where does Tony Wilson live? And where can I buy some flares? Where can I buy a hooded top Just like Sean Ryder wears? Trendiest pubs. I've been stuck in the clouds for 2,000 years. Can you show me the grooviest clubs? Can you show me the hacienda? And how can I meet Ian Brown? This Christian bloke that's on the box. Can you tell me the name of this town? started to speak He said the place you're looking for is Manchester You can score any time of the week Trendy clothes Groovy clubs, in fact the whole place is mad But this Christian bloke is not what he seems In fact he thinks he's your dad So Jesus caught an early plane And he had a bite to eat When he landed at Ringway Airport He had sweet FA on his feet the weather was bad, it was chucking it down He said, pass me a brother, rejoice Yes, Jesus walked on water that day Cos he had no friggin' choice But when he got to Manchester The sun did rise and shine He organised a rave in Piccadilly And everything was fine Till the boys in blue said, here are you We warn you, don't come to Pratt now what's this you are smoking, sonny? Stitch this, you scruffy swat! But Jesus was the Son of God And a thought came to his head He raised his hands up to the skies And his old man struck him dead He said, peace on earth, goodwill to all Music for the masses Take my tip and take a trip And get up off your asses Night. You can hear them rocking by the pearly gates They're jamming with all their might Cause it's Hendrix, Bowen, Morrison and Jesus Really having a ball Reusing for the gig in heaven on earth Christ at the free trade hall 
says, uh, listen here, Dermo, anything is sweet, well sorted. What? Me and Dermo have known each other for years. And Mother said, yeah, you should have a flat together. Rocking every night we was, mate. More trips than a black milk coach food. Every night me and Mother see in the pub. I'll learn two more times than a jumping monkey So I says to Dermo, I said, yeah, top two, mate. Top two, well sorted, well sweet. Anyway, me and Bess, yeah, sad man, sad man that Bess. It's stole more times than Mary Magdalene. Yeah, me and Bess. Have you seen our side yet? He says to me. So I says to Bess, I said, listen, mate, I've been out of it that long. I couldn't even see your backside. What? What? I thought my pants had never died. Anyway, everything's sorted, everything's sweet. Maybe the only one on three, the cool and trendy food. Yeah, so I says to Sean, you know Sean, yeah, rider. So I says to him, I says, listen, Sean. I said, my melon's been twisted so many times, it looks like a broom. You wouldn't believe it. song written to vilify the legions of mank wannabes that's uh, the Reeks. Uh, that's uh, reg smithies and dave fielding ex-members of the chameleons who uh, released two records under the guise of the Reeks. Uh, return of the sea monkeys in 91 and uh, rock the magic rock in 93 and jesus came to manchester great little tune that one and preceded by uh, jj72 from dublin now jj72 released two albums they released uh, their debut uh, self-titled affair in uh, 2000 and followed it up with by eye to sky in uh, 2002 those amazing vocals belong to a chap called Mark Greeny. Uh, the band are no more, which is a shame. And if uh, folklore is to be believed, Mark Greeny did at one point live next door to Phil Linnett. There you have it. There's a pearl of wisdom for you. Where are we right now? Oh, yes, we are uh, roughly about halfway through the programme, actually. Don't forget uh, that at the end of the programme is the chit-chat with Simon Mason, which is a gem. And I'm not just saying that because it's, it's him, not me. I'm just... Going, uh huh, mm hmm, yeah, yep, yep. And he's uh, he's just taken us through the whole LP, uh, the Dry and High uh, debut long player by High Town Pirates. Sorry, by High Town Pirates. Having difficulty today for some reason. Um, anyway, next up, Verve. Uh, and I think after Verve, we're going to hear uh, some SPCECO, some Space Echo.
out of control. Space Echo. The lead track of last year's favourite colour, EP. And for all things Space Echo, go to spceco.bandcamp.com where you can procure anything and everything that has been uh, put to tape by Dean Garcia, his daughter Rose Berlin, and uh, the litany of musicians that he has uh, at his disposal. Uh, wonderful, wonderful stuff, Space Echo. Come on by Verve was the tune, of course, that we heard before that from uh, that uh, marginally successful uh, release, Urban Hymns, from 1997. We're up to date in terms of me letting you know what you've heard. It's now time for our weekly Peel track, and we're going to go back to 1990. I'm going to go... to a band who spent most of their time, their formative years, at the Boardwalk in the Hacienda in Manchester and released two records, two full lengths and a series of singles over the years. Paris Angels, and here's the Peel Session version of Stay.
And that is Sublime, The Apartments, from Brisbane. And that's from their debut, Long Player, released in 1985, uh, entitled uh, The Evening Visits and Stays for Years. And that's a track called Mr Somewhere, dedicated to uh, Pat Fish, who I know, who is a songsmith, who knows a songsmith, if you know what I mean. And uh, that was also uh, a song that appeared on the third This Mortal Coil LP. Uh, entitled Blood, released in 91, and their rendition is uh, is quite beautiful, to be frank. Uh, anything that uh, this mortal coil do in terms of covering other people's work tends to not meet with the norm, i.e. the cover versions themselves are worth doing and are done incredibly well, as opposed to the, the, the dross that you hear out there on a daily basis. Cover versions are a dime a dozen, really, aren't they? And uh, the vast majority are, uh, are futile at best. Before that, we heard Paris Angels for our uh, weekly peel track of uh, the week. Being the weekly peel track would uh, obviously mean it was uh, the track of the week, wouldn't it? bit dopey today that was uh, stay by paris angels and now it's time to uh, give you a hat trick i'm giving you a gift i'm giving you three in a row so as i normally say it's your chance to put your feet up or stick the kettle on or uh, lose it uh, in the privacy of your own home dancing uh, your knees to the ground we're going to start things off with uh, a band that i'm sure you've heard of called james 
Delgados, a single from their debut release, Domestique, released in 1996. And that's uh, a single called Under Canvas, Under Wraps, preceded by In Our Hat Trick, Swamp by that petrol emotion from their second LP from 1987, entitled Babble. And uh, that was a B-side, I believe, of uh, Big Decision as well. And preceding and kicking off the hat trick this week was James from 1992, their fourth LP, Seven, and we heard Sound. Hope you enjoyed that, three in a row. Kind of uh, a different a different mix there. Went from uh, Manchester to, uh, well, Petrol Emotion being a, a mix of, of America and, and, and Ireland, and then to Scotland with the, the Delgados. 18 or so songs through. It's now time to do uh, our cover version of the week. It's time for Cover Me. And uh, I'm sure that a lot of you are aware of a band, a dream pop duo from uh, Baltimore, Maryland, entitled Beach House. Well, they have uh, just released a compilation of B-sides and rarities um, released just last week. And it does feature this particular track, and it's uh, their rendition of a Queen tune. And I find it rather haunting, rather nice, hence I'm sharing it with you.
hasn't it really because of the hot summer that you are encountering back home those of you who are in the in the uk um remember the hosepipe band in 76 as if it were yesterday as a child uh, and uh, the vocal references are always wonderful in uh, in badly drawn boy damon goff's lyrics but in this particular song so many evocative uh, milestones when it comes to uh, the late 70s uh, and uh, ways and means by which to mark and milestone time. I can usually remember events, not through politics, it's usually through record releases and uh, and football, and then I can eventually figure out what happened when. There are my points of reference, if you like. And before we heard that wonderful tune by uh, Damon Goff, Badly John Boy, we heard Play the Game, or Cover Me, our cover version of the week. And that's Beach House, and if you want to get that track, you can get it on their B-Sides and Rarities release that was released just a few days ago. Brand spanking new, but if you're a a real collector, you've had that already, because it it was released, I can't remember what single it was on, but it's been been out before. But for someone who wants to get a good snapshot of Beach House and some of their uh, harder-to-find stuff, this is the LP for you. Coming up next, British Sea Power. We're going to hear... The, uh, the first single of their seventh LP, Let the Dancers Inherit the Party. Let the 
whisper. The truck ain't finished yet. Talk, talk. Absolute beauty. Absolutely peerless as well. From their fourth LP entitled Spirit of Eden, released on Parlophone in 1988. That is the third of six tracks on the record entitled Desire. An absolute gem of a record. And I highly recommend anybody and everybody owning this particular beauty. It crosses uh, the borders of... I don't know, I hate to use the word jazz, but it takes Talk Talk to another level, as it were. Um, this record is kind of a crossroads for the band. After after Colour of Spring, uh, Spirit of Eden took a, a non-commercial piece, if you like, uh, and uh, that culminated with the, the release of Laughing Stock in 1991. Uh, their chart positions weren't that that high, uh, but they were consistent in the UK at least, but globally uh, the, the uh, fourth and fifth records by Talk Talk, i.e. the two non-commercial records, didn't do uh, very well at all. But they are uh, two works of essential beauty, really, and they are uh, musicians' musicians' records, if you know what I mean. So that was Talk Talk. Uh, desire and that was preceded by Bad Bohemian uh, the first single of uh, the, the recent not brand new but the recent uh, seventh LP by the immense British sea power uh, the LP concerned let the dancers inherit the party next up we are going to hear something that's uh, it's kind of uh, thematic if you like we've already heard a song by The Fall we hear a song by The Fall every week the obligatory Fall oh, track this week was um was Jerusalem, uh, Doggy's Life, uh, preceding it because the two tracks are melded together on uh, the I Am Curious Orange LP. Uh, and we've also heard some Tom Hingley, ex-frontman uh, of In Spiral Carpets. So we're going to hear a song that they did together. That's coming up in just a moment after I remind you that nearperfectpitch.com is the place to go to, uh, to to find out where I am in terms of social media. If you've got a good memory, it's a near perf pitch for Instagram, near perfect pitch for, uh, sorry, near perf pitch for Twitter, near perfect pitch for Instagram. And uh, Facebook is near perfect pitch. And the portal itself is nearperfectpitch.com. Lots of stuff that I post uh, on social media. They've got absolutely nothing to do with the contents of the programme. So if you are musically inclined, which I hope you are, you uh, will follow and, uh, and join in all the mirth uh, by uh, getting involved with social media. And if you're not happy with the way that you're listening to the programme currently, you can uh, go to nearperfectpitch.com and choose between iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and uh, tune in, and you can even listen through CKCUFM, which is the, where I record the, the programme on a weekly basis here in Ottawa, uh, Canada's capital, at uh, Carleton University, the fine institution that it is.
be the wooden tops wouldn't it but before i get into uh, our essential wax lp of the week the wooden tops let you know that uh, we heard before that track by them we heard i want you by in spiral carpets featuring uh, the inimitable marquee smith of the fall a single from 1994 now let's whisk back to the wooden tops giant was released in 1986 their first studio album proper after a compilation of singles was released on rough trade uh, prior to its release in uh, in 1985 produced by uh, by bob Sargent and released on the rough trade record label uh, been lucky enough to have interviewed uh, rollo mcginty who is the Wooden Tops? Um, I interviewed him about a year ago on, on, on the program, and uh, it was a delight, as you can probably imagine. But uh, he made a claim, and I think it's a pretty fair claim that he's made, in that he believes, and I, I, I tend to agree, uh, he uh, he fronted a band that were the first indie guitar dance crossover outfit. Because if you can imagine going back to '86. The indie scene was, uh, you know, typically students dressed in black docks, the whole, uh, uh, the whole nine yards, as they say. But uh, the Wooden Tops were one of those bands that the music press had a difficulty with in terms of trying to pigeonhole, trying to categorise. Um, they were chucked in with the alt-indie guitar pop, but they didn't really know what to do with the dance elements. Uh, but those that loved the Wooden Tops do love them uh, and uh, followed them throughout their career. Uh, after uh, the release of Giant, there was a live uh, record released on Rough Trade in 87, live 
Hypnobeat Live was the name of the, the release. The second studio album came out in 88, entitled Woodenfoot Cops on the Highway. The, uh, the first record uh, didn't chart, but Giant, the record that we're concerned with here, did chart at number 37 uh, and made uh, number two in the indie charts. Uh, Woodenfoot Cops, uh, the second uh, studio record released uh, in 88, reached number one on the indie charts and number 48 in the regular charts. Uh, there have since been uh, some compilations released and there are a couple of particularly difficult uh, records to get that you would have to you would have had to got sorry crikey I don't know what's going on with me today uh, you, you would have had to have got those from uh, gigs at the time any road tremendous record uh, and it's hard to do justice to any record as, as I as I always try and explain with two tracks but these two tracks are designed just to be enough to impel you to either A, if you own the record already, go and revisit it and, dis- and discover again how brilliant it is. And if you don't own it, you bloody well should do. Go out and get your hands on it. Go and buy a physical copy or go and uh, don't stream it, go and buy it. Bloody streaming. Buy the record, support the artist. End of story. Here's another track off the album. Just me and a few things Up there on the rack Saved up all my pennies Took a little loan One dimension ticket Just to be alone And that's that And that's that Swinging to the rhythm The rhythm of the love train Swinging to the rhythm The rhythm of the love train Don't ball, get them all Get on board Swinging to the rhythm The rhythm of the
It's Tinterweb Time, kids. Time of the week where I share with you a website that I've come across or uh, unearthed or been presented with or just stumbled upon through the uh, the vortex that you get sucked into every time you enter the World Wide Web. It draws you in, doesn't it? So, in this particular instance, I came across this one site, uh, and it's quite nifty, actually. It's called Indie Obsessive, as you'd expect, uh, .blogspot.ca, Canadian URL. Uh, you can email Indie Obsessive at IndieObsessive at gmail.com. And uh, about this blog, it says, This blog is generally di- uh, directed to indie music and more particularly to a concert-obsessed audience. The home region is the San Francisco Bay Area, but blog-worthy music has no boundaries. So what they do is, as an example, down the the left-hand skyscraper, they do a a nice little aggregator of uh, appearances on late-night TV, because a lot of the... uh, uh, the acts that you and I like tend to do the the late night TV circuit. So these people do a good job of letting you know what's coming on, whether it's Corden or Myers or Kimmel or Fallon or Conan or goodness knows. I mean, you lose track how many late night flipping programs there are, aren't they? Anyway, this this uh, helps you uh, wade through the mire without uh, getting too 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 muddy. Also, they do a good job of showcasing a lot of talent, as they mentioned in their their bio. They're in San Francisco, but they uh, they're showcasing acts from Liverpool. They're showcasing acts from Australia, uh, and they uh, do a nice job of linking to SoundCloud. And I've actually discovered myself just uh, in in the four days since I came across the site. I've been uh, trawling through it, spending a bit of time on it, and uh, clicking through some of the links that take you to the SoundCloud pages of the bands concerned. And there's a lot of stuff here I've never heard of that's really, really good. So I hope in the coming weeks that uh, as a result of finding this site, I will uh, have found a couple, possibly three or four bands that I, I knew nothing of before. That's the beauty of the internet, isn't it, really? Uh, and the beauty of these sh- these kind of programs that I'm doing, not because I'm particularly good at it it's just another way to uh, to broaden horizons i'm hoping that i play uh, some familiar stuff because that's always nice isn't it but i'm also hoping that you uh, are enjoying hearing stuff that you've never heard before uh, and i do get feedback saying that uh, the eclecticism is is, is okay uh, i'm not uh, pushing the envelope too too much uh, although i do try on occasion so anyway as a reminder indie obsessive dot blogspot dot ca and that is our uh, Tinterweb site of the week um, nearly at the end of the programme uh, and at the end of the programme we're going to be hearing this uh, wonderful interview with Simon Mason whereby he's, he's going to be going through track by track uh, all ten songs on the uh, the latest LP which uh, I'll give you the URL to you can buy it from uh, from uh, his page uh, uh, mine hasn't arrived yet I've, I've heard it uh, several times through uh, I just said streaming portals, but I've got no choice until the postie delivers the physical copy. Uh, But um, you're going to be hearing uh, three songs from the album uh, at the end of the programme surrounding the interview. Uh, But before we get into that, we're going to go back uh, a long, long way and hear this. Too much, too young. You don't too much, much too young. You're married with a kid when you could be having one with me. Thank you. 
That's the specials, and that is taking you all the way back to 1979 off their uh, debut self-titled LP. And that's the single version, the LP version of Too Much, Too Young. It's now time to delve into the wonderful world of Hightown Pirates. Now, uh, Simon Mason, um, renowned author, uh, and uh, did a wonderful uh, speaking tour with regards to his book and uh, his trials, tribulations and experiences in the music industry, largely uh, in, in the world of drugs uh, and uh, how he is, uh, is clean and his journey, which has culminated recently with the release of this record that he, in an interview uh, with me uh, quite some months ago, he said, oh, I'm, I'm making a record. And the way in which he has... Uh, worked with his fellow musicians, written these songs and also revisited some old songs that he has actually had uh, bandying around in his brain and on napkins for quite some time. A very, very, very interesting chap. I've got uh, an immense amount of time for Simon. He's a, a true he's a true vocational uh, music professional, if you like. He really does care. Uh, and it's just a joy to speak to him because you can tell uh, how much pain he's been through and how much joy he's receiving and experiencing by virtue of the, the journey that he's been on and uh, where he actually resides right now, he's in a very, very happy place. So Simon goes into a lot of detail. As I mentioned, he's going to be going through the LP track by track by track. Uh, so I'm going to be playing some songs for you, and these are the songs that he actually uh, chose himself. We'll kick things off with Last Chance Saloon. <laughs> But you know that's the game that I like 
is that high time pirates with uh, with last chance one of three songs that i'm going to be playing for you uh, forthcoming uh, before we hear the interview uh, with simon um so you need to make note of these urls uh, facebook.com slash the high town pirates soundcloud.com slash high town pirates pledgemusic.com slash project slash high town hyphen pirates hyphen dry hyphen and hyphen high Ooh, that's a lot to remember. If you can't remember, you can always visit the show notes because uh, I compile them and aggregate them and uh, put them all up on Podbean and uh, that translates into the Google uh, and uh, iTunes libraries as it does with TuneIn as well. So uh, you can visit these URLs if you haven't got uh, a pen and paper handy. But th- that's everything you need to know about uh, the High Time Pirates and where to get their music and how to find out what's going on in their wonderful world. And as we'll hear in the interview, it seems Simon's already writing material for the second LP. So, one more song before the interview, uh, and this is another song that uh, Simon himself has chosen. Million Reasons. Yeah. 
this day begin Our songbirds do not sing Could you and I be saved Every day we're scared Maybe we'll make it in the end I said I do. I wish that 
Nighttime Pirates, Million Reasons, last song on side A of the LP. One more song to get to, but before we do that, we've got the interview itself. So uh, I'm going to pass it over to Pseudo Me and Simon Mason. Enjoy it. It's a lot of fun, believe you me, and I'll be back soon. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we're in business, mate. We're okay, in business. so maybe I should... Um, hang on, hang on. Let me just take this away here. Tabitha's <laughs> is watching the clangers. They've got remade say, the clangers. Yeah, no, I was going to say that's Oliver Post in the background. It's, 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 it's uh, my all-time favourite. Modern version of the clangers. Yeah, it's brilliant. When was it on? Yeah, I mean, I haven't actually had time to watch it. But right, where are we? Hang on. Let me just get a few bits and pieces together. How long do you need me for? Well, so just say about you know twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes. Just chat, chat about the record because okay. the inquiring minds want to know. Well, that'd be your mind, will it? Or well, just... no. I'd like to think that the people that listen give a monkeys as well. <laughs> it's okay. not just purely for, for for my benefit. So okay. Anyway, so so you're back from, you're back from your walk. You're significantly grounded. You're at your desk. You got your headphones on. So in general, how have you been? In general. In general. I've been um, living the dream, I suppose, haven't I, really? <laughs> to, to use a sort of well, well tried and tested expression, but um, I've been pretty good, though. I can't complain. Well, needless to say, I'm, I'm, I'm not a stalker, but anybody who is your friend on social media and who follows you know, the High Time Pirates and the activity, especially in the last, uh, I'd say, three months or so, You've been all. Yeah. Not only have you been personally all over the place and seem to have a very busy social life, but the record itself has finally seen uh, seen light of day. And I know that you've been busy stamping and licking envelopes uh, this last couple of weeks to get uh, to get the, the records out to all the punters. Um, I'm yet, as I had the conversation with you, I'm yet to receive mine because I'm obviously I'm international and uh, these things take time. So I, I did go to Spotify and listen to uh, the final mix. Uh, I listened to it uh, twice, twice through in its entirety yesterday, and uh, what a record it is! It's, it's a wonderful piece of work, and I, and I was hoping uh, in this chat for you just to give us a what they call over this side the pond play by play there, buddy. You know, track by track. Uh, give us your uh, give us uh, the Simon Mason insight and and uh, as to how these tracks uh, came to be. And if you don't mind, I'll just follow the track sequence in Spotify and start with Higher Ground, if that's all right. Absolutely. Go ahead. Well, um, well, me go ahead in my bit. Yes, well, you're up. Yeah. Well, well, High Ground is the first track on the album because when we when we recorded the album, it was the first song we started working on. And I think, as I've said to you before, and, and I'll just remind you and your listeners, that just to sort of, and this sounds like an apology, in it, and it's not, and you've heard the album, so you'll know it's not, but you've got to remember that this band, High Town Pirates, didn't exist a year ago, right? There was no High Town Pirates. We, 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 we've not, we're not a band that's been out gigging, touring, playing. We didn't exist. And I had this opportunity to make a record, to make an album off the back of, you know, being on tour with Peter Doherty earlier in the year last year and someone saying, I think, you know. So, to keep the story short, I, I'd found a studio, I found some people that were friends of mine that I'd worked with in the past um, in different bands, but we'd never played together. So we had four rehearsals on a Monday, a Tuesday, and a Wednesday, and a Thursday, and Higher Ground was the first song I played everybody. 
You still there? I'm listening to every single word, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's my daughter coming in. So, High Ground was the first song that, that we played everybody. Uh, I played when we went in. So, I'd lined everybody up. You know, I'd, I'd sort of picked the, the musicians because I knew individually what they all did and how they did it. So, I would imagine it was... It's a bit like picking your team sheet, you know, when you're... A football manager, soccer manager for our Canadian friends, um, and and it's a theory, right? Until the whistle blows, it's a theory. Yeah, that's all it is. You think, okay, this should work. So I remember standing in the rehearsal room, thinking, okay, and everyone's kind of you know tuned up and made a bit of noise, and those that have a fag have had a fag, and and, and okay, this is high ground. Everyone had had a few WhatsApp demos that I'd sent, you know. Mm-hmm. And within 30 seconds, it was obvious that this was going to work. Now, the other reason Higher Ground is the first track on the album is I think it has possibly the most sort of English, folky, rootsy, kind of traffic, um, Wildwood era, Weller sort of vibe to it. And we recorded the album in a place called Doghouse Studios, which is in Henley-on-Thames just outside London, 30 miles outside London. The studio is situated, the, the, the River Thames is literally at the bottom of the garden, and I think it just captured how we felt. It's got that vibe to it. It's almost like, you know, dare I say, you know, Nick Drake could sort of walk through the studio. It, it had that feel to it, and it felt like we connected with something in the recording studio. So that's why it's track one. Um, and, and I like the idea of the the flute being one of the first sounds people hear because it's different mm-hmm. um, it, I like to, I'd like to think it will draw people's attention and there's a, there's a kind of intimate three four for me you know as a kind of what we were calling it and then we're away you know and the album and the album goes off and, and, and begins its journey um, so high ground out in the country we were out in the country and 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 that's why it's track one it's a great lead track and you know you mentioned the flute and the first time i heard it i was i was it's difficult to listen to anything without saying oh that reminds me of something it's just human nature and uh, i immediately thought of pentangle um and then you you just brought up uh, nick drake and i'd never put the two and two together when it came to drake but i can certainly see where you're coming from with regards to uh, the vibe of this particular track and obviously being in henley it must have been pretty drake-esque um all that was missing would probably be the fashion because it would probably have been exactly exactly the same and, and, and i'm pretty sure a couple of the lads were, were doing that justice as well we were all, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the other thing I should mention also is, is, is the studio which we used, which is called Doghouse Studios, is owned by a gentleman called Barry Barlow. And Barry Barlow was the drummer in Jethro Tull. Right. Back in the day. Back in the day when drummers made enough money to buy really big houses at the side <laughs> of the river. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, 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 that ended about, that, that ended with, yeah. I think, Larry Mullen. Yeah, yeah. Although I think uh, watching Glastonbury last night, I made a Facebook comment that I want the Foo Fighters drummer's teeth. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did see that. I did see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, anyway, so, I digress. Um, well, digression's so, good. So there's track one, and um, and, and, and it, you know, it, I think it sets out our stool, kind of. Um, and then there is a, a segue. I, I, you know what? I've never. A word segue had, had kind of passed me by until about a few years ago. I never really knew what it meant. 
<laughs> the English language is a wonderful thing. You can you yeah. can discover yeah. a word fifty years into your life. <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, and, and and I also think that 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 track one, leading into Perfect Strangers, it's a bit like um, was well, to to coin a lyric, you know, a, a fist in, in in a gilded glove or something, you know, the, yeah. the, the because Perfect Strangers when the guitar kicks in and it's like oh, hang on a minute this this song is nothing like the one i've just heard <laughs> no it's not but it, but it, but you can tell it's come from the same stable but it's entirely different yeah yeah and um you know again that was the second song we we kind of worked on it was a song that i'd had for a very very long time that that, that a couple of members of high town pirates we years ago would kind of tried to do something with it and it never worked but but with with Mark Neary who produced and recorded and played bass on the album it, I mean I have to I, I don't credit him enough he he made this album you know and, and, and I, I can never thank him enough he's an absolute fucking genius and he likes a bit of feedback he, he's a big um, fan of, of Primal Scream in, in their sort of exterminator period that's I think that's his favourite album right so he was like, listen, stick that amplifier in another room and just turn it up really loud. <laughs> and the guitarist, the main guitarist on Perfect Strangers is a friend of mine, a wonderful musician called Anna Tosh. Um, she's an incredible, incredible musician and we've been friends for a long time. And I invited her to bring in her beautiful kind of um, hollow-bodied Gibson 335, whatever it is, and make some noise. And, and so she... She's all over that track, um, whereas Matty is, is kind of doing his thing in the background, and it's her that makes that noise, and, and, it, and it's just an amazing thing. It's a very, very tight track, it really is. I mean, the musicianship is, 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 is up there, that is for sure, and uh, it must have been a real pleasure for you to not only have, have someone that you trust implicitly twiddling the knobs as it were but you know having have looking over your shoulder and seeing these super competent people who not just are able to, to play music but they get what you've written that that's uh, that i would imagine is the is the biggest hurdle to overcome is to is, is to work with people who understand exactly uh, where you're coming from when it comes to your craft and it seems to me that you managed to sort of effortlessly align with people who just got it there, there is. As, I mean, you're aware of the sort of backstory to High Town Pirates, and I know you've you've been kind enough to mention my my memoir, you know, several occasions. Too high, too far, too soon. So, those guys and the guys and girls in High Town Pirates are all part of that story. Mm -hmm. And um, when we were given this opportunity to go to this studio, and you know, it's 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 not. You know, it's not the most lavish, high-tech, you know, da, da, da. it's the location and the vibe that's in there. I mean, Amy Winehouse used to love going there because it, cause it's not, you know, it's not some swanky thing. It's just about the vibe. Mm -hmm. And we'd taken with us to the studio. We took various, you know, girlfriends and partners and kids and my dog. And we set up camp on it on the lawn in the studio and, and Barry, you know, the guy who runs the studio said to me after like day two, he said, you know, I've never seen anything like this before. Community vibe. In, Community vibe. Just, that, exactly. You know, it's a, we're, we're, we're a crew, we're a pirate, disparate pirate crew, you know, and, um, so I think I, I, I don't want to take credit for, for making you, you know, you kind of have to actually put it together. It kind of put itself together. And the the overall 
feeling amongst us because I think, Mark aside, none of us have made an album before. We've all been, you know, um, past masters at snatching defeat from the jewels of victory. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's quite an accolade. Um, so yeah. we're, we were, you know, we were looking at each other and we're thinking, let's just lean into this. Let's celebrate this. Let's just put, you know, everything. Let's wear our hearts on our sleeve. Let's. And so, you know, the third track, Last Chance Saloon, is my kind of like. It's the first time you hear the horns on the album. And I defy anyone to, um, what I would say is if you're listening to the Last Chance Saloon in your car, don't send me the speeding ticket. Right, right. So is there, <laughs> there's some like legalese with an asterisk in the in, in the sleeve note saying you're not culpable yeah. for any speed. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand where that's coming from because it does tend to sort of, uh, it, it's almost like a little shot of adrenaline. Yeah. For yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, those first three tracks... Like bang, 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 like whoa, 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 you know, I think, you know. Oh, out the gates, because I've had this conversation with with a few artists of late. Uh, Last week I was speaking to to, to Sean Dixon, you know, ex Soup Dragons and High Fidelity, and you know, to have the same kind of chat whereby track sequence, i.e., you know, when you drop the needle on on side A of that album, those five songs are in order for good bloody reason. They're not just sort of uh, randomly uh, uh, listed by someone at at a pressing plant. They are uh, there. So the lead track that that we've articulated and we talked about, it really gets the album off to a flyer. It it, it kind of melds into Perfect Strangers. Then you get this semi-slap in the face with Last Chance. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. then we get into don't say anything um and um you know second if this were listening to an lp the second last track of of, of side a is don't say anything yeah. so can you tell us a bit about uh, how that that one came to pass well that is a co-write um so matty perslow had the 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 riff um i had the the words and, and the melody um it was a song that he'd had probably stashed on his hard drive for, for years, I would imagine. Um, and I wanted to take another sort of turn of direction, really. I, I think, again, the first three songs are all different, as is this one. Um, we were looking for a kind of nice groove. Um, we, again, there's, a, there's, there's the flute is very present in it. There's some beautiful brass and muted trumpet um, that that um, Martin Smith put in um, at a later date up in Liverpool and and it it just again the song kind of just it sort of wrote itself really I think and and it's like I said it's a slight departure from the previous three Um, I think there's a dare I sort of say there's a kind of bit of a blue eyed sort of solely kind of feel to it Um, perhaps a sort of slight early Dexys kind of lean with, with the brass coming in and out of it but again Lily Lily Vassell and the flute for me um, it, what makes that song it's beautifully done it really is because I'm you know I'm not going to lie I mean I can't really recite an awful lot of songs that I say that's a cracker with flute in it I just can't yeah, yeah no no yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> Yeah. just one of those things yeah. but it, uh, it it all seems to work wonderfully and I keep harping back to what you said about 15 minutes ago uh, just it sort of dawned on me in as much as you you know you 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 figured out what segue meant uh, the pennies dropped the pennies dropped with me whereby I, I can't help I can't stop thinking of Nick Drake now I can't get it in my, yeah. my mind so I'm going to listen to it again it's an entirety it tracks one to ten with that with that in mind and I'm sure it'll uh, it'll take a different path in my little pea brain 
perhaps <laughs> so so don't say anything then we get into the you know uh, the last song on side a million reasons which is which is a beauty it's a great way to end off uh, the side of an lp i million reasons i've lived with that song and i can't pretend otherwise for over a decade um, for, for those of you that have, have again read my book the lyrics to that song are in the book you know and the yeah. lyrics were written at the height of my addiction to heroin um, at the time my then wife um, and I and my addiction were were you know there were sort of <laughs> I think Princess Diana said there were three people in that marriage right <laughs> <laughs> right I'm with you yeah yeah I don't quote the royal family very often. I'm not a fan, but um, but there were three people in our marriage, or three things, and one was me, one was my wife, and the other one was my heroin addiction. And that song is about that. It comes from a a very very dark and painful place, time in my life, where I was trying so hard to sort of kick a habit, and it just it, it, I don't know whether I would let it go or it wouldn't let me go. I don't know. I, I can't answer that still to this day. Um, but you listen to the song as we recorded it, and it sounds like joy. It's not misery, that's for sure. I mean, to you, obviously, it was a struggle to, to put pen to paper and to, and, to, and to you know share it with us. But as a listener, it's not a miserable tune. Lyrically, it's my favourite song. Lyrically, I, 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 and I don't want to sound like I'm blowing smoke up my own ass, but I just when I when I'd finished the lyrics and the lyrics that are in the song are not the, the original lyrics. There's some slight changes to it, but it, it's one of the the few times I think really as a writer of any description where I've looked at it and I've gone, I've just said exactly what I wanted to say there. Fantastic, and um, so you're completely comfy with it. It's not like one of those things you say, "Oh God, I wish I hadn't done that. I've got to revisit that." You, you're completely yeah. happy with it. And and then you know. When we took the track up to Liverpool to to, to have Martin and, and, and Simon James put the horns on it, I'd always, always, always in my head with that song, the years I've been with, thought it has to have some sort of brass thing. And when those guys put that, that horn section over it, 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 it almost feels like a call to arms. It, it, there's just something so absolutely Come here, you know about it. I think. Yeah, oh, grab go ahead. You, you want to grab? Uh, go ahead, <laughs> life. You know what I say? Yeah, you've already yes. got a lot of that up there. Yeah, come on, go ahead. Uh, get in. <laughs> it's bosh. Yeah. It's all the same thing. It, it, it kind of evokes that sentiment. So it's a, uh, it's a wonderful track. And and, and now now we 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 put side one to bed. We we open. What would be uh, side uh, side B on the LP with with East London morning and. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're a Londoner. It's 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 a, it's a part of who you are. Could you tell us more about uh, East London Morning? I, I did. Uh, I don't know if you know. So I used to I used to live in Stratford and Plasto. You know, way right. way 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 back. And uh, of course, it's obviously changed a whole lot since uh, the late eighties, early nineties. But uh, tell us a bit more, if you don't mind, about East well, London Morning. East London Morning was written about um, a prostitute that I knew. Um, just you know, that's what she was. Um, and um, hang on, can I just get my daughter to stop? Tabitha, can you just be quiet a second? Sorry, <laughs> she just could just discover one of those sort of 
blowy horn things that you get in Christmas crackers. <laughs> She's blowing Sorry, that thing uh, and watching the clang. It's fantastic. I'm getting the whole family vibe here. It's great. Yeah, well, it's Sunday, isn't it? It's yeah, place. of course. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's London morning. So, you know, again, back in my addiction, um, I used to know a lot of working girls because um, I used with them. Um, we'd smoke fucking crack together. And, and, and there was this one girl, and um, she was in my, my flat one day, and uh, we, we, you know, we're just harming ourselves, you know, using really horrible drugs. And um, the um, Walk on the Wild Side was, was, I was playing it on my CD player. And, um, you know, I mentioned that the girl's name is irrelevant. She, she sadly passed away, but she'd never heard that song. And, and you know, she's, she's a sort of, um, of Caribbean uh, heritage. And, and she said, what does he mean, that and the coloured girls go? And I said, I don't know what Lou Reed meant by that, really. But <laughs> if you listen halfway through the song... Yeah. I say, and the coloured girls go, and I, and I yeah. put that in as a, a nod to her, really, because she was a lovely, wonderful woman who, like me, was just lost in the world of addiction, and um, she used to say it to me, every time I see her on Shackerwell Lane, which was just around the corner where I was living at the time, she'd, she'd just shout out, Simon, and the coloured girls go. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. That's and, a great and So that song's written really for her, you know, and um, and Shakawale now is uh, yoga shops and posh coffee, coffee shops. It's not what it was but back no. then, which is no bad thing, you know. No, it's not. It, it's, uh, it's I've a got a choice different... of bringing up my daughter on a, on a street full of women that are being forced to sell their bodies to, you know, supply a drug habit or, you know, some... Um, people heading for a yoga class I know which I prefer <laughs> yeah it's got to go for a bit of kundalini that's for sure yeah um yeah. so so that, thank you for, for nailing that one down then we've got throwing stones yeah throwing stones um I decided that I wanted to do something that was kind of my take on a bit of a sort of um faces kind of you know stomp really something yeah. you could properly have a dance to you know have a few bevies or whatever and just kind of you know, when I wrote it, I had this vision in my head of, of you know, uh, a large, sizable audience, shall we say. Yes. Just having a party, you know. Um, Proper knees and, um And so, again, with, with when Simon and, and Martin came to put the brass parts in it, I said to them, they said, what do you want me to play on this? Because, you know, I, I generally didn't dictate to them. There was a few things I said, I want this, I want this kind of thing. And I just said to them, listen to the track and then just feel your boots, lads, you know. And I think they did that track in one take or maybe two takes. And, and, and we have this kind of, and I've referenced it again, as a kind of very, I think, a very sort of young soul rebels era, Dexys kind of horn thing going on in that. Lyrics are a bit tongue-in-cheek. Um, I'm not going to really talk too much about them. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I understand <laughs> Um, never let the truth get in the way of a good story and all that, as they say. Absolutely. Um, but I, I just wanted something that was, a, I'd say throwaway, but I just, you know, it's like, have a fucking dance, go on. It's if not you're throwaway. Gonna go, if you, it's you're heading for a night out, put that on and have a boogie. Yeah, I, I always sort of thought of this track as being, look, if you've got these sticks in the mud and they say, I don't fancy the album, they're going to like throwing stones. <laughs> 
that's the way I look at it. Saying if if if, if there's a, if there's a, someone out there with with terrible musical taste who doesn't doesn't like the majority of the record, I would have thought that Throwing Stones would be the the lowest common denominator of all the tracks that you've got on that yeah. record. Yeah, I haven't reinvented the wheel there, have I? You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like, you know, Charles, it's, um, it's got a massive sort of riff and a hook and a nice bit of a sort of hooish kind of mid-late um, with some wonderful yeah. bass playing from... And it clocks in under four minutes, fits the format, and it works well. And that doesn't ever happen very often with me, getting under a four-minute mark. No, it's, 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 to my knowledge, it's the only one that you've got that, that comes in under yeah. four minutes, so... yeah. That stands alone in that in that regard. So we've got three left. We've got the middle the middle track of side B. We've got just we've got just for today. Yeah, um, I think that I think that just for today, um, if we have currently a definitive high town pirate song, that's it. So that's the living embodiment. That's everything of the we're about yeah, is yeah. in that song. You know, every every member of the band contributes. There's flute, there's horns, you know, the guitar, there's feedback, there's Shona Carmen absolutely steals that song. You know, it's she's massive. been very she's been very present in the mm. album up to that point. But there's a drop down towards the end of, of the track where the flute again is just there and I'm just playing an acoustic guitar. And then the horns in Shona, and and every time I hear it, I get goosebumps, and I just can't help but turn it up, and I and I just go, fucking come on! <laughs> it's it's a, it really is a belter, and, you, and and to coin a phrase, I'm not blowing smoke either. Um, it, it's a beauty, and I was going to ask you because it's such a it's such a multi-layered, full full track. How many how many tracks did you end up using? Because there's an awful lot going on 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 this particular on this particular song. Do you happen to well, remember? Well, as I said, you know, at the start of the interview, we had four rehearsals, right, with a yeah. band that never played together before. We recorded the album in five days. That's the unheard of, Simon. Done, and the backing vocals were done separately in Liverpool, but the guitars, bass, drums, you know, were all done. So four days rehearsals, five days recording. So to answer your question, we probably nailed it in a couple of takes. Because we we that's the rate we were working at. We were like Mark was going, yeah, we got that. Have a bit of a playback. Yeah, cool. Next. Gotcha. But I was actually driving it. Um, that that answers half the question. But I was I was also asking. Um, you know, you, you you're using uh, X guitar tracks, Y bass tracks. How many tracks did did uh, the producer end up using? Because it seems to to superseded thirty uh, odd tracks. Because it's so it's so rich. Um. Do you know what? I'm, I'm not sure I can sort of accurately answer that. But, I mean, dude, we, we we recorded bass, drums, and, and rhythm guitar together. Right. Um, David um, came for most of the session and and, and added his parts. Um, you know what? I, I don't. It sounds huge, but but I think that's just the the song. Um, it, it couldn't really be any other way, if that makes any sense. So there, there, I don't think there's layer after layer of guitar. Matty's guitar part is one guitar part. Dave's, he might well have dropped in and out here and there, but but there's I think underpinning it all is 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 the rhythm of, of Johnny Finnegan's drums and, and the bass just holding it together. Matty's guitar and and then again the horns again, you know, and and and, and showing his vocals. So. You know, what I do know is we didn't spend hours and hours going over it and, and dropping various parts on it. It just sounds huge because it's a huge song. 
Yeah, I think that's fair to say that answers my question in spades. Also, when you've got a horn section, it, it does something magical to a record. If, if, they're, if they're competent uh, musicians, a horn, you know, whether it's... Uh, yeah, whether it's Primal Scream using uh, the Atlanta horns or whatever it might be, it, it adds a certain a certain element that that no other no other instrument can really tie in. Well, as you well know, I just I just nicked them off Mickhead. I just borrowed them from Shaq from the yeah, Elastic know. Band. You know, I just yeah. and and you know and Simon and, and Martin have, have played with with the Coral and Super Furry Animals, and you know, did there and Nick obviously, and you know, I, I'm going to just put this on record. You know, I tried to pay them some money I didn't have much money and they just went oh fucking just gives me cab fare mate it sounds oh, you know, they, were, they were so into it and and you can tell they, they you know from start to finish in this very brief recording time we had my overriding memory of, of being in the studio was just laughter wonderful just people just laughing and celebrating and just going this is fucking great this you know they want to be a part of your record. I mean, being you know being on that record is good enough for them. I mean, that's, that's a wonderful vibe. But mind you, that is kind of uh, it's a very scouse northwest of England thing too. But that's just Absolutely. me being a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A little, well, that's bit. that's why we went to Liverpool to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's something you you, you can't bottle that. You have to be there. It's it's just a, it's yeah, something that you yeah. can't quantify. Yeah. So that, that that speaks volumes about that track. It's it's just an absolute beauty. And and we've got a couple of left. We've got two for joy. Second last track of yep. of the of the whole piece. I call it my indie disco song. Um, it's written the music guitar part was written by Matty Perslow again. Um, me with the, the melody and the, and the lyrics and and the arrangement I think was a kind of joint effort. Um, I, do you know what? It it it, it just is, again. It's it's uh, no one's reinvented the wheel, but. Um, Lily sings the backing vocals on it, and it's got a nice. I think it, there's a sort of almost ethereal sound to it a little bit. I think the sort of yeah, it's quite quite it. wispy. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's a it's a rocker as well. It grooves. It kicks along at a fair old pace. We play it faster than that live. It seems to, have, you know, because how we sound now live, like I said, because of you know, if we were to re-record the album again, it would sound markedly different. I would have thought. Um, so we, you know we've kind of done this back to front. You know, most bands I would imagine go out and play gigs for you know months, years before they record anything. You know, we recorded an album and then had to learn how to play it. Yeah, there is no there is no formula when when it comes to high time pirates. I mean, that's the ethic of the band, isn't it? It's high time yeah. pirates. I mean, it's we uh, you re- do what we want, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Jamie Vardy and he scored when he wants that and do what the fuck I want. Yeah. I'm, I'm we're high time pirates. Yeah, we're so, better looking than him, though. Well, that's not difficult, is it, really? <laughs> As my gran would say, he's unfortunate looking. He looks like a garden yeah. gnome, poor Jamie. Got a face only a mother could love. Yeah, it. yeah, mother with cataracts. Um, mm. And we've got the last one. We've got this wonderful, wonderful way to tie up any any given 10-track. We've got Chasing Rainbows, which is just... So Chasing Rainbows was the, was the last song that I wrote a couple of weeks before we went into the studio. And it's my... It's it's about and it's for and it's to my daughter Tabitha. Um, I would say lyrically, it's about a dad trying to make some sense of the world to his child, you know, um, who is a smart enough kid to kind of get what I'm saying. Um, lyrically, um, it references you know um, walking old steps and, and Tabitha and I spend a lot of time when the tide is low on the River Thames. Um, 
and then you know we, we go down there with a the dog and, and back here my girlfriend and we just we just walk along the river and, and find stuff you know um so it talks a little bit about that about that it, it obviously earlier in the song is my kind of take on on the events of the world and how i see the cause of a lot of problems in the world it might be a bit controversial to some people i'm, I'm not a um clearly not a religious person um the you know um so it's it, you know lyrically i kind of sat there and, and said look love, this is how i see the world at the moment well it's you know, heartfelt um, it's heartfelt sentiment because you're surrounded by the two women that you love the most and and you know you, you seem forgive me for jumping in but you just seem very happy now and i'm happy that you're happy i'm i'm good i mean I'm, I'm in a good place you know and, and that song um owes a lot again to mark neary for kind of it, you may notice or well, you will when you get your copy that it's it's credited to simon mason and high town pirates because you know um we, I couldn't have, you know, I wrote the song on an acoustic guitar, but clearly an acoustic guitar version of that song is, does not sound anything like the song on the album. And I would say that, you know, Matty brought in a 12 string, and, and, and you know, he, he is, Matty Perslow is my best friend. You know, the, we had periods of our life where we've not seen much of each other for all sorts of reasons, and I'll, I'll let him talk about that one day. But, the album ends with Matty's 12-string guitar feeding back, you know, as, it, as the song fades out. And, of course, the coda <laughs> at the end yeah, yeah, with yeah. the choir, which is McHead's sister Joanne um, and some of her friends in Liverpool, the Sense of Sound Choir, singing, you know, walk on, walk on, we are never on our own. That's brilliant. It is. As a Liverpool fan, that has extra meaning for, for, for myself. And it's it's one of those hair-on-the-back-of-the-neck type songs for me. It really is. And Well, when we play at Anfield, you'll come, right? Oh, flipping yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you get to... Uh, well, I know George. We can have a word with George Sefton. I can probably get him to spin it for you. That, that might, yeah, that, that's what we should do for, uh, for the first home game of the season, rattle George's chain. Uh, what I'll do is when I get home, I'll do a Facebook introduction, you and George, and then you can start uh, talking music because he's just uh, aficionado, is George. I would I, look. That would be that would be, be lovely. Just beyond that'd be ridiculously. It? Yeah. I'd, 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 listen, I'd be crying. I'd be, I'd be sitting on a cop, just crying my eyes out. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll we'll work on that. Honestly, I'm not. This is not something I'm just saying just to fill interview space. That's a great idea. I'm, I'm going to rattle his chain and I'm going to start harassing now, so so that you'll okay. be su sufficiently broken down by the time the first home game yeah. comes, and he's going to have to play it. You know. Yeah. Hey, okay. You've mentioned you've yeah. mentioned Mick. Mick and his sister, and uh, obviously uh, Liverpool. Uh, did you hear that the 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 new uh, single, uh, Josephine? You must have heard it. I did. Uh, oh, well, I, Mick, Mick, I've been had it for a while. Just see, see him play it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, he played it in my front room a couple of years ago. It's a beauty. I know he's had it. I know he's had it written for a long time, and and the new record yeah. is is I think it's slated for September, which is going to be. Uh, well, yeah. I know you're yeah. a fan as well, so I get to, I get very excited about anything to do with with Mick's work. Beautiful well, stuff. you know, I, I have to say this. You know, Mick Head um, is kind of this is his fault. This album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's his doing. Yeah, he he reminded me. You know, he was staying with me almost two years ago to the day, actually, as we speak, Dara. You know, and, and I mentioned him in a podcast I did for uh, Mark Miller, and Excess Noise, recently. Mick needed to get away from Liverpool for a little while, and and, and he came down here and he stayed with me. And my guitar had been kind of sitting there, not doing much for a while, and um, and he just said, "You need to fucking play your guitar, mate." He just, you know, 
he'd pick it up and and and, and he was telling me that you know he has all these songs that he'd written some of them been you know for years dec you know 10, 10 15 years some of them uh, i said i've got a few songs he said well fucking get them out and play them Fantastic. no good to anyone sitting there in your hard drive you know and, and and that's what kind of really got me thinking about playing again so he is absolutely to blame for high town pirates it's where the name of the band came from from the walk that mick and i had up off crosby beach a few years back you know he's and and he 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 fucking hate me for saying it because he's such a modest man. You know? Oh, but crikey, yeah. Without Mick Head, there would be no high town pirates. There would be no dry and high. It's as simple as that. Well, that's quite that's quite a testament. It's quite a story too. And for someone you know as, as a fan like me, it's just a beautiful thing that you're involved with him. And, and you know, just to, to think that he's been the catalyst to unearthing, not unearthing, but uh, allowing you to showcase your talent. Because you know, when we had a chat all the, all those months ago, it's been the best part of about a year since we had our first chat. You know, you said I'm making this record. I'm thinking, well, that's fantastic. But of course, I've got no no idea as to how you're going to pull this thing together, especially in five months and 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 uh, the band that you managed to aggregate. It's just incredible. So, and I know it's very subjective to you because it's your baby, but it's quite an amazing thing that you've done, Simon. You should be immensely proud of this whole thing. I hope you are. I, um, as anyone who knows me will tell you, <laughs> don't believe in false modesty. You know, um, I think it's the most wonderful thing I've ever. You know, apart from my daughter and my ongoing sobriety, it is by far the thing I'm most proud of in my life. Well, so you, you've got, you've Without got... any shadow of a doubt. Because, like everything else I've tried to do in the last few years, underneath all this, and, and I can, you know, I can eulogise all I want about the quality of the musicians and the songs, right? But what this is about, Di, this is about hope. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and that's why the joy, and, and, and I, that is the overriding vibe on this album, despite some of the dark subject matter. The fact that I've managed to assemble because I'm not the only one in recovery in my band, right? It's not for me to say who else is, right? But mm -hmm. you know, there are members of my band like me who really should not be here anymore, but we are here. And, here for a reason um, too. We are a multiracial, multi-gender, multi-generational collective of you know extraordinary talented people who've got an opportunity. And fucking seized it by the balls and went. Let's just do this. Yeah, you 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 didn't look a gift horse in the mouth at all. You took it by the short and curlies, and I'm so glad that you did. That's fantastic because you've got you've got the wonderful book. You've got a you've got a litany of of work. But uh, as as it as it goes right now, currently this piece of work is. Uh, it's it's what you, it's what you are. It's a wonderful thing. I'm really really happy. If you make, if you never make another record again, it will not well, be a, it, it will not be a travesty. Well, Here's the thing: we started rehearsing the next one last week. I expect nothing less of you now. <laughs> you know me, Dara. <laughs> Once I've had one or something, I just want another. Something's never changed, mate. I know. I know. It's great. We'll just you just keep keep wrapping them out, and uh, and uh, I just hope to goodness that we can uh, we can gain more momentum for this for this record because it, it it is a beauty. I've got two last questions for you. The first one is relatively easy. At least I think it is. Um, could you please? choose three tracks off the record for me to play instead of me picking them i'd like you to pick them okay um I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say um last chance saloon million reasons in chasing rainbows brilliant i'm just making a note because i've got a memory like a sieve 
Lovely. And the last one is, and you know what I'm going to ask you now, it's about the biscuits, right? Uh, this this biscuit chart has took on a world, uh, a, a life of its own, actually. And you're only the second person to have two entries. The only other one is Pat from uh, from Jazz Butcher. You, last time, if you were round my place and I came round with the, with the brew and the magic biscuits in, last time you said you'd choose the chocolate digestive, which you can't this time. So if, if that didn't exist, what would Simon plump for right now from the magic biscuit tin? Um, just because it sort of says everything about where I'm at in my life, it has to be a jammy dog. I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, if there was such a thing as a as a as a, as a jammy beggar or a jammy bugger, you'd have chosen that one. We'll have to go with the dodger. Yeah. That's fantastic. That is brilliant. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's so it's so wonderful to to hear you talk about it with such vigour and uh, and such passion because it, it, it's a wonderful record. And I'll do my level best to share it with all and sundry. And uh, I'll start with that uh, today. So uh, thanks, mate. And uh, we'll catch nice up, one, catch Dara. up soon. Yeah. Yeah, and, and before you go, listen, Dara, I'm going to, um, off the record, I'm going to send you a little YouTube um, clip, which is us um, in the rehearsal room last week. Oh, lovely. I don't know if you recall on Facebook, I put some lyrics up a while back. You did. Ballad of High Town Pirates. Yes, you did. So we started working on those two songs. Um, oh, lovely. To the lads um, the other day, and uh, there's actually a documentary being made about me at the moment by a student filmmaker who just kind of someone said, and talked to Simon a few months ago and he's been following me around for ages oh, so fantastic. Um, so that that'll be available later in the year but he uh, he was in the rehearsal room the other day and he and he just filmed um us just literally first I don't know half hour of us kicking these two songs around I'll send you the link it's on YouTube massive listen to it with headphones though because that, that that's the only way you can hear what's really going on yeah yeah I'll bang the um, sunrises on for sure that's wonderful there's, there's there's two new songs for you I'll, I'll send you the link on Facebook now that's smashing lovely stuff well you get back to introduce the... me to George and I'll get back to my daughter yeah yeah and, yeah um... get back to the clangers and I'll, I'll drop you a line later with uh, with some George info I told you it'd be fun didn't I all 10 tracks gone into in uh, a lot of detail so you know all the background to all 10 songs and hope that if you already haven't ordered the record or already own the record that you dutifully go online and purchase it it's a really really wonderful lp and i'm not just saying that because uh, simon's become a mate uh, it's lyrically immensely poignant it's musically wonderfully diverse and considering the ways and means by which it was put together and in the time frame it's nothing short of miraculous it really isn't so uh, chuff 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 for him and chuff for me because uh, I'm chuffed for you I'm chuffed for all of us that love music it's a great great record I'm going to leave you with this the last song of the three that uh, Simon himself chose Chase the
smile and make it start. We found our hurried treasure down walking old steps way after dark. Maybe now I'm ten years older than the day I nearly died. Out chasing rainbows with my daughter. I'm proud as any man alive. Oh, come on. Yes, sometimes we both go missing.
Chasing Rainbows. That's High Time Pirates. That's the last song on the LP entitled Dry and High. Get your copy 
at uh, the links that I provided you uh, a few minutes ago prior to uh, playing this track. You need this record. So uh, my thanks, obviously, go to Simon. Thanks, mate. Uh, always a pleasure talking to you. My thanks go to you lot for listening. I do appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, I'd appreciate you even more if you could share the wealth and share the love and uh, let more people know about the programme. Um, as I say, as I get my little mini violin out, all my own music, all my own time, do it all myself, and uh, maybe that has a bit of charm, maybe it adds to its amateurism, I'm not quite sure. Either way, it's uh, it's a labour of love, and I do this every week uh, regardless, so I'd just love to have more listeners, because uh, that's what makes the world go around, isn't it? Music and uh, sharing the love. Anyway... I'm rambling, aren't I? Thank you so much for listening. That was episode 46 of Near Perfect Pitch. I'll be back next week with uh, 47. And uh, I'm hoping to be talking to uh, to Warren Dermody, ex of Northside, and talking about his latest project, which I'll be able to disclose more information on next week. In the meantime, have a great week, and I'll be back in a week or so. ta